welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Michael Block Talk on Twitter at Block Talk NYC and visit theaterthenow.com for its news reviews and interviews. Welcome to the Underworld. We've got fun and games. Our questing queens have reached the Underworld and shit got real. It's time to talk all things Dimension 20, Dungeons and Drag Queens. And back to guide us is Ajita. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you for continuing to entertain this even after one episode. Of course. (laughs) I feel like people enjoyed um, what was presented. I think so too. I mean, because here's the thing. What I didn't know that this would be become and what I'm really excited for it to become is that I'm actually showing people this podcast um, not only because it's entertaining but it's also like if you've never like played D&D before I think we've been it's been really fun to kind of like sit you down and and get some a fresh take on everything so yeah you're you're making it very accessible um, and having the lens of drag queens that we know and love it makes things easier so it's the best bait for for it really probably, is yeah um don't worry we'll have i have some ways to help bait for a potential second season <laughs> we'll see <laughs> Brian, listen, yeah. if you're listening okay. um are are you wanting to share anything new that we need to know before we go back into our game i you know what okay uh, this is this is very exciting some 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 developments are happening on on my end i'm getting new i'm very new to this podcasting thing and i'm very excited uh and i think i might have finalized a cast for us to be able to play a dungeons and dragons one shot so you know we've been creating this character for you uh uh at the end of uh, each episode we're going to be able to have you play that character on a show that i'll I'll announce later but this is leading up to something i'm so excited it's so fun progress progress hell yeah well we will get there uh because i you asked me to think of things and i thought of things and we'll see um we'll we'll make sure it's not um too close to home but we'll we'll try we'll 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 create this character all right we are back with our dungeon master brennan lee mulligan um and our questing queens Brennan will give us a bit of a recap from our previous two-hour tour, a.k.a. the last episode. And that episode, friends, if you haven't seen it, is available on YouTube also. Do you anticipate them all being dropped on YouTube? I think, no. uh, Dimension 20, the way that they do is they usually drop the first episode on YouTube. And then then if you would like to see the rest, then you could sign up for dropout.tv. but yeah, I mean, there's like I said last time, there's a lot of really great content on there. It's not just a one and done. I think it's a it's a lot of fun. Amazing. Well, now we're in the underworld, bitches. In the distance, they see a dark purple midnight water known as the River of Sorrow. I've uh, been there, done that. Oh my god, <laughs> one too many times. This leads to a cemetery, aka the Village of Hollowgrave, the last way station at the edge of the underworld. So, how do our first-timers to the Underworld react? Well, they're going to use their bloop, 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 bloops that uh, Princess got from the guy she punched in the face to disguise themselves. Uh, she don't remember Bump's name. Nobody, nobody, nobody remembers Bump. Nobody remembers what the hell Wraith Clasps are. No. I know it's like, yeah. I, 
it's it truly is a lot of lore for these girls to. Well, what's crazy to me to think, and like I don't know how this is actually filmed, but I gotta assume it's in one shot. Um, If they're already having lore fatigue in uh, hour three, oh god, I'm scared. They're they're catching on though. You know, it's I there. I think if the if the the progression is is going the way that it's going they were much better this episode than they were last episode i think that that's just going to continue now tryon says that the longer you're down there the unalive aka the un not walking dead aka the undead can sense you uh walking dead what a great television program well the un not walking dead does that imply the uh the existence of a un not talking dead um the afterwards recap show (laughs) I zoomed through that um, original franchise in like three months. How? I, I got, I, because I was like, you know what? This shit is terrible and amazing at the same fucking time. Oh my goodness. I haven't gotten the only to way I could, yet. I haven't gotten the last, the last time I binged something that quickly was when I was in the River of Sorrow. <laughs> I was watching The Office all nine seasons. Um, I started that. I haven't finished it because I, as many people know that I am a um huge Catherine Tate fan. I was like, I'm just gonna get through it so I can see Catherine Tate again. I haven't even gotten Catherine there. Catherine Tate was so good in it. Anyways, oh my god, tangent of all tangents. Well, no <laughs> one has gone beyond Hollow Grave, but Twyla has some spells to help them, including rope trick, which is like a rhinestone lasso, which matches Jujubee's shirt. Rope trick is one of those really funny spells. I don't think I've ever played a game where it's been used but it's just mm-hmm. kind of there and it's very appealing um just like you you pull out a rope and it climbs up to, or it goes up to the top and opens up a, a a sanctuary that you can climb into that where the entrance disappears it's so it's so weird i think it's one of those ones that has been in early editions of dnd and then they're just like yeah let's fucking keep it <laughs> Now, how long do wraith clasps last? Well, only one way to find out. And then Alaska will suggest plugging it into the world, um, into the wall and charge it. Um, Methinks there are no outlets in the underworld. Maybe not. (laughs) Twyla will suggest to walk to Hollowgrave that Troyan and Princess walk in front. She'll walk in the middle and Gertie in the back. Why? Because Twyla says to be safe. She's got wings and stuff. Um, We're really seeing these dynamics here. Yeah, I mean, but she's like, be, the reason because she's in the middle is I have wings. Yeah. And I have to protect those delicate wings. <laughs> I love that. They will journey off the normal path to be unseen, which means it's time for a box of doom roll because the underworld is dangerous. It's a pure luck check, and the roll is 11. Not too bad, not too good. Now, at the River of Sorrow, they see some skeleton figures on the other side. One disappears under the water, no bubbles, and suddenly they charge back and then ask, how they got over there and they're silent. No, no one knows how to react to this because they're like, wait, this is too advanced for us. This is like when uh, uh, when you go to a live show instead of watching like a live drag race show and mm-hmm. then like Bianca screams at you. Well, I can see you. This isn't TV. Right. It's like the, the, the world starts talking back to them. And I think they're readjusting again, which is so funny. But yeah, well, Twyla will say, how'd you get over there? Um, he he was hit by lightning. He died. He had a big chest of keys, and he was hit by by, by lightning twice. Okay. <laughs> what 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 guy who co- collects keys for a living? I don't know where this got pulled from in Brennan's brain, but sure as hell, 
there was there was a something made and yeah. and something happened and that person is now dead. Now they understand and it's unfortunate and they tell him, well, he's dead. Twyla will tell him that she's not dead, baby. And the pure panic from everyone at that table, uh, she almost blew up their spot until she goes, is what someone who is alive would say. Get the, like this is this is this is as you know is going to be a problem this whole episode Correct. is it is it is things are said and then cannot be taken back right to the yeah it's it's, it's a it's lot wild. of canon chatter and i think that's what's interesting is like they're braver now they're they're willing to talk but um they don't realize they're um like I would be, their, their lack of knowledge to the game and the lore really could fuck them over and, and destroy it all over. A hundred percent. Well, you've got you've got three people, Bob, Alaska, and Monet, that are starting to like really grasp on the uh, the ideas of the consequences. Mm-hmm. There, like they're freaking out about you know, oh my god, if I choose to do something, that could actually bite me in the ass later. So the risks have to be calculated. But then Jujubee, who's just trailing along just a little bit, a little bit behind on the understanding that, you know, this could bite you in the ass. Well, Delirium is alive and well, and Twyla has to do a deception check, and she gets a 13 plus 3 for 16. It's a good roll. This gets the skeleton to say that he would say that too if he were alive. Good save. (laughs) Princess will ask if they can use a soul bridge or will Troyan be able to swim across. So she's going to use the Emissary of the Sea ability and speak to the aquatic creatures. They are going to crest and ride a dead sperm whale to get across. Yeah. Troyan will roll a persuasion roll with advantage. 14 plus 2 is 16. So they are getting a free willy. I hate you for that but also incredible and i'm pissed that i didn't think of it first (laughs) tryan will use whale sounds aka zack snyder is going to sue their asses to summon a bone white sperm whale uh that a squid killed um i gotta ask it um this is going to really determine if we're going to be friends or not um dc or marvel marvel 100 oh thank god okay i literally like no question because well so here's the thing i am actually a huge superhero nerd and like Mm -hmm. uh i grew up uh my dad would tell me like different stories about like what would happen in the comics and i had these little figurines at the same time i was learning how to play D &D, my dad showed me that he had these uh these figurines called hero clicks i've actually still got a lot of my dad's hero clicks right next to me and what they're they're just little figurines and i would play with them like toys and then when the internet rolled around and like I just, or at least like had a family computer, um, I would roll on and like go to Wikipedia and look up all these different characters' backstories. So like love, love the superhero debate. But it it does it does feel it does feel a little a little Aquaman uh, sonar mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. the sonar was coming from a pigeon. <laughs> it's true. Next is a wisdom saving throw for Triana. She gets a four plus Four for eight. That's not good. The magic of eternal loss. The river is like severance. Good show, peeps. If you've not watched severance, very confusing. Like you got to focus on it, but it's a good show. As somebody with severe ADHD, then it's probably not for me. A focus is not anywhere near one of the traits that I have. It, it, it's a little wild. It's crazy. Um, and even though she has not lost her life, there are things she has lost. And Bob says, like her sense of fashion, shade. shade. Read her. Love it. The bottom my of the river. Fa- oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. I have to say this because my favorite is is Bob. I'm noticing 
uh, and, and is a very, very big fan, is the first person to read somebody, and then when they start uh, like lashing back, she goes, oh, oh, we're we're a team. What do you mean? Yeah. Like it's so it's so like as soon as the tables are turned, it, it it she doesn't have it, and it's so hilariously gaslighty. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom of the river has bones and skulls, and maybe more if Monet has her way. Troyan sees the face of her father in the reflection of the water. He's a beautiful elven man. He says, "Sugar." I'm so sorry they lied to you. There's a pang of pain in her heart and she suffers three points of damage. That's new. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. Like there's, there's a lot of like goops and like gags that are happening and unfolding. And uh, now talk, yeah. talk to me about the, the damage points and um, how that works and how it is determined. Oh, 100%. So uh, I had gone over on the last episode your different stats. Uh, constitution, which is one of your physical stats, um, actually determines how much health that you have and the amount of damage that you can withstand. Um, and so then you determine your hit points. Uh, your class also determines that. Uh, so whether you choose to be a barbarian or a mage, you know, it's, they're all going to have these factors of, of determining, you know, what is the most amount of damage that you can take before you're just knocked the fuck out? And so, honestly, this wasn't a lot of damage, but it was to represent that, like, there are different ways to take damage. More than just being in a fight, you know, this is something that is mentally taxing um, and, like, I don't know, like, like being thrusted into a river of souls and, you know, maybe being confronted by your late father and, and, and the shock and awe and like the willpower that is drawn from you from that is where this, uh, this damage is represented. Emotional pain. It hurts. I know. I mean, look, (laughs) this this whole episode is just going to be us talking about uh, the different ways that we have have had trauma and dealt with it. River of sorrows and emotional damage. Well, as this is happening, the others are not in the water yet, and Twyla wants to drink some water, but Kutcher's like, not this water. Not okay, this water. Jujibu, it has to be on, said. Yeah. Flower water. We're only drinking flower water. Only no flower water. Tryan is drained and does not trust them hoes. Princess will hoist Tryan on the whale, and the other souls want to get across. Do they help him? Well, they know it could be good for them later, and they do not want to cause a scene. If they say no, they will get mad. If they get across, they might be zombies on Earth. So it's time to fight these motherfuckers. They don't get to leave the underworld lickety-split. The skeleton is not happy that they blame him and say it's his fault they died. So we're going to get an initiative roll. Gertrude gets a 6, Princess gets a 20, Troyan gets a dirty 20, and Twyla gets a 29. Uh, it's also Juju's B's, B's age, plus a little bit. <laughs> Good for her. Good for her. Good for her. Now we're going to learn that there are a dozen undead to fight. Twyla acts first, and she has no idea what to do. So Twyla is a skilled markswoman, so she uses her longbow. She's Twyla, and she will make a hit with her longbow. She gets a 27 and a 20 since she gets two rolls. And as a ranger, she gets a third attack, and it's 19. Three confirmed hits. Yeah. Um, She had no idea that she could do this. 
And she Brandon's like, yeah, it. you can just go for it. Well, she's watching a lot of people do spells and like this is I mean the last combat that the combat they had was when Alaska absolutely chased down uh that Warren guy, put mm-hmm. her knee in his back and it snapped in half, and then it was like a done deal. That was over. Um so she's been kind of surrounded by a lot of more like magical things, and so that's probably where her brain is going. Um, and then it's like, oh, no, 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 honey, like, you're, like, a ranger, you're fucking, like, Legolas in The Lord of the Rings, and you got, you do what, do what you do to do best, and that's really, like, what I love about D&D, is that there's so many different ways to play, uh, and, uh, yeah, and then she just absolutely crushed all of them. My favorite was when she did the gesture, it was like, well, how do you, how do you shoot all of these people? And she just thrust both her hands out, she had a Naturally. And I just, it really warmed my heart. So Twyla will take her D8 and will roll damage for her three attacks. And it's 11, then a 16, then a 9, and a 16. As they are dying, one of the figures recognizes Twyla as he served the army of Zarya Hex and wants to kill one more fairy. So instead, she takes all her rings off. She takes off her <laughs> earrings and gets <laughs> gemstone arrows to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, I love I love the idea of like taking comedically long. Like I I will always in like a comedy focused game will be like yes absolutely that's fucking hilarious. Just the girl that's ready to fight taking her hoop <laughs> earrings out. Princess goes next and she cracks her neck and knuckles. She grabs her giant axe and yells rage as she flies into a rage. Um, never heard anyone announce it like that, but I guess it's like a Hulk smash. Yeah, exactly. You got to have your catchphrases. She has attacked normal, and with the roll, she gets a 25. With her D12, she rolls a 19, one-hit wonder. Her second attack is a 16, and another one is gone as the torso is off, the arms and legs are falling into the water. Um, As she carves a path, Princess says, dinner is served. She gonna eat them? She hungry? I, 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 apparently, but also I wouldn't put it past Princess. Yeah. I mean, you gotta get that tall somehow. Maybe it's Now, I feel like uh, up until this point, most of the time we've we've only played with the the D20. So we have a D8, we have a D12. How many different dice are there? There are oh gosh, there's the the smallest dice, the smallest like standard used dice is a D4. Then you've got a D6, a D8, uh, two different sizes of D10. Uh, when used together, they can make like a percentile. One is in increments of 10, mm-hmm. and then the other one's in increments of one. And then you've got a D12, and then your D20. So that's seven seven different dice. Um, it, uh, it all is uh, uh, um, used in different ways. D20, obviously, is a, more of a chance dice uh, to kind of figure out like how you do this. Uh, but then you're noticing that there's a lot more being used. And this is usually so who determines the damage. which who determines which die at which, what point? Um, so uh, usually they are assigned to whatever weapon you're using, whatever skill you're using, whatever gotcha. uh, spell you're using. So the, we as viewers for uh, Dimension 20, we don't get like a little cheat sheet that we can follow along with. We just have to trust the players. You have to trust the players. And, you know, there's a lot of suspension of disbelief when, when you dive into fantasy. So I, I think they're assuming that you can make that leap. <laughs> All right. That's fair. All right. Troyan is next and wants to use her longbow. Two shots. It's a four team that's good enough to hit them. And then it's a 21, two arrows fire. She will do a zigzag Chitara situation, do a backflip onto a rock and shoot an arrow. She wants to use grasping arrows, so she'll roll two D8s and a D6 that the dungeon master gives her 
12 plus 5, that's 17. She sails through the air, and the arrow fills with venom. The arrow hits the through the eye, and undersea briar and kelp erupt on the skeleton. Um, and now barnacles are going to start just growing out of it, because we're I, really getting into imagery. Yes, this is the very much the, uh, this is very much the toddler that you give a lot of freedom to, and then it's yeah. like, and then this happens, and then, and then, and then this happens, and it's like, it was, it truly was giving that, but I, I love it, I mean, that's, that's how you make the game fun, is that you put your own twist on how you want to be the coolest person in the room. The damage for our for her her second grasping arrows. It's a seventeen blows into the arrow and another headshot. Now good old Gertie goes. She's standing as far back as she watches her friends annihilate those undead. She will use thunder wave to scatter all nearby enemies. And this is a wave of thunderous force sweeps out from her as each creature in a fifteen foot cube originating from her must take a Constitution saving throw on a failed save. She casts it to gas it up. She won't hurt her friend, so she will roll 44d8s, adding them all together. That gives her 15, uh, the way she does it, through the nerves. But she, she done did it. She, she, she succeeded. She absolutely did. And this is where I'm like, I being a spellcaster is hard. I've said this multiple times. Like, you have to know your kit. You have to know what works in each situation. Sometimes you have spells for, like, utility purposes and, like, out-of-combat stuff. But then your combat spells, you're like... Well, she was asking the right questions. Am I going to hurt my friends? Like that, when you have this, what we call an AOE effect, uh, an area of effect, um, uh, and it's going to hit multiple people at once, you obviously see the fruit of that when it does well, but uh, you can't hurt your friends. You got to try. You got to try to, 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 to keep everybody safe, but she's just doing it so well. And I also love that she's not playing this in the cool way she's actually playing out a lot of her flaws and and i, right. I it makes it very compelling now the saving throw for the undead let's see how many are vaporized brennan rolls a 12 and a 12 and a 3 and a 2 and an 11 and a 17. gertie will have four leap at her as two hesitate so four are vaporized with two undead remaining it's their turn to act something strange happens as one takes a hand axe and beheads the one next to it the figure stands up, rotting, wearing a military coat. It has a big jaw and tusks. Oh my God! It's Princess's uncle, Kerwin Fohammer. Yeah, well, good old Kerwin. He does not want to know that she's dead, but Princess informs him that she's still alive, so he's going to weep into her hand. So, what do they do in this moment? Well, Uncle Kerwin is a proud warrior, but when the going gets tusk, the tusk gets going. Princess will ask what happens, and he tells her about the fire. A woman in red robes, the Queen of Blood, came in the night and said, This is the hour of your passing, struck down by sorcery before the fire got him. It was Zarya Hex. So look at everyone continue to be uh, bound together with all these people. Well, my, my thing is like, okay, so I'm starting to think she's doing a lot of reckless killing this Zarya person right mm -hmm. I have seen other episodes of Dimension 20 and it is very unlike Brennan to have there be no motives and I think that this is be, being like intentionally like withheld from us so I of the story purposes I am very interested as to like the why like yeah. Why Why was the Orcish family, uh, the Fohammer family targeted? Why was the All Blossom targeted? I don't think he's really, like, gotten into this. But, like, in this very touching moment, it's it's also very interesting to see that it's confirming that everything is connected. 
He has looked for any foe hammer to piece the mystery of what happened. He came across one in Hallgrave who said there was an orcish waitress at the fish tank in Dark Tide. He wants to know why she came to the underworld and princesses to find out what happened. Kerwin has not found anyone in Princess's family, as it is possible they are just deeper in the underworld. Things are getting emotional, and only a single tear comes from Jujubee's eyes. Oh my god. This shot, they knew that they were like, this is the one. This is the shot that we will use. And they used it in the trailer. They've used yeah. it in every single bit. And then, my favorite was Jujubee, when she pointed out, I cried for this. Like, is there a gift yet? Shot? Can I can I use it to send to people yet? I, I need to find. I it. don't know, but I if it's not already done, I will put my put my brain to the test to try and Thank make you. it happen. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Well, Princess has a target for her vengeance, but Uncle Kerwin says that the best revenge is to leave there and live her life. He will introduce himself to the others, to which Gertie says he looks nice for a dead person, and Troy Ann is like, well, "What sexy tusks you have." Because, I mean, who's talked to a dead relative before? It's a little awkward. In front of, like, it's, but it's, it's like in front of Princess. Like, who would actually have the gall to flirt with somebody's uncle in front of their nephew? It's so he weird. will introduce himself to the others and offer to help them. And they're like, wait, can he hang with us? Like, show us stuff? He knows things. How far can they get him? So what are the rules of non-playing characters joining the journey it's i mean this is this is the thing right it's like the rules are can you convince them right like if if, there are some times where you can convince somebody like and it's not like you don't need to make a persuasion rule but like you have tools more than just like your kit in front of you. You have like the environment and the world around you. If, if you're, if you create, let's say, for example, let's say you created a bard today and like you were to, uh, you were this smooth talker. Um, you played music for your magic and, and you were all about the charisma, right? So that one means you're pretty good with people. So, use the people right you gotta you gotta use the people in the world around you to maybe help you out and i'm very interested like you know uh i'm very interested to see like how that all plays out because they're starting to realize people could follow us people could join our team people that would are we don't need to add another player in order for us they can build an entire party they absolutely could if they wanted to now up until this point most of the oopsie moments have come from jujube but troyan will be like i fucked up i had a spell called water walk that i could take 10 allies with me yeah why didn't brennan share this information or did he's like do he like this i don't know i mean you have to understand like like brennan is in charge of the entire world and he's been doing a great job up until this point to be able to like help people out with their kit. I think he's, a lot of his attention has been focused on helping Jujubee. Right. Um, but that's, that's, that is, this is a perfect example of where I'm like, I'm realizing like, 
Bob has done a lot of her like research and it's not that Monet hasn't done her research, but she's kind of being succumbed to how much information can be given to you right. when you are a spellcaster. It's it's a lot. I mean, and, and it's and it's hard to be able to juggle and then also make very quick decisions. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've forgotten that I had a spell a time or two, so I'm not blaming her. They fought all the demons, got the whale, and Twyla was crying because Prince's uncle came back from the dead. Well, sometimes Troy just doesn't know her own strength. Twilo's sad. Now she's mad. Yeah, that was my favorite. She was yelling at yelling at her. Well, Kerwin will follow them as he knows the lands on this side of the river. He wants to know what brings them there. He recognizes Troyan of Everdeep and her friend. Um, she does business awaits in Hollowgrave at the Inn of the Empty Glass. He will remind be reminded of the Janari demons who stopped the dead from leaving the underworld. Now there's a conversation about wraith clasps and amulets and Kerwin could be restored from the dead to life, but that almost derails everything. So the dungeon master is like, okay, more whispering, figure other things out. So it it, it says Thanara. It's the name of the goddess of death. She reigns in the underworld, worshipped by the dead. Kerwin will tell them that a boon from her could restore the dead to life. And I'm like, what's a boon? So this is what we talked about last time, is that uh, the uh, the... He, this was all in the prologue that I think I called out last time that I was like, what about the goddess of death? They said if they recover her like, or parts of her lost kingdom or her lost kingdom, that she has the ability and has been known to grant boons. And then, uh, so like a boon is like a wish, like you get to like wish something back uh, or whatever. And when you're dealing with a God that's kind of like all powerful and like controls a domain, you know, they, they started to talk about like, there's a lot of things that are possible. Um, so yeah, I'm very I'm very interested to see what route and there and, and a lot of the arrows are pointing pointing towards this direction mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. for the story. So I'm, I I I love where this is going. Kerwin will join them to see the wizard, and he will do what he can to keep his niece safe and alive. And Troyan's like, do a little better than try, man. <laughs> they they were like trying to make allies at first, and now they're threatening their allies. Like you're not just going to be an ally; you're going to be a useful ally. <laughs> All right, well, let's meet another character by name. Shalila of The Last Breath is who Troyan usually meets. Oh, and she is still missing one soul as Kiki stole that soul, and somehow we have introduced Jon Favreau into the mix. I, it, I, I don't know, because there had to have been, I wonder if, was this, a, I don't get the reference. Who is Jon Favreau? Jon Favreau is happy from Iron Man. John Favreau is also the director of many Star Wars features. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, okay, that's hey, okay. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Like, yeah, I didn't get it. Where did John Favreau come in? Where is the middle of the Venn diagram for John Favreau and Mark Ronson? There's none. Literally none. Okay. Yeah. Very funny. Um. Well, they still need a soul of equal value to Mark Ronson and Cass Swilo being like. Um, mean to just offer up your new friend. Yeah, I mean, I think it's hilarious. I think it's really funny. I think they start, this is where like the, it's, they're like, okay, Jujubi, get your fucking shit together. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, it progresses in the story so much that I, I, I think it's very funny. 
Hopefully, Jujubee's still having fun. I think she's still having I fun. I think so. Kerwin says that there is someone in town that they can sneak in and see before seeing Shalila. Good save, Brennan, for wrangling these questers. It's yep. Nyrith, who is a Bissalane, a.k.a. jackal-headed demon who says, sells many magical wares, powerful artifacts, and weaponry. And he has dabbled into trading souls. So we're going to go bargain with Nyrith. Um, and again, I'm just saying, uh, Brennan just picked random letters on his computer and said that's a name a hundred percent i do you uh, there is a there's a tool that i use so often called fantasy name generators and it's you're just hitting shuffle 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 until <laughs> like that doesn't sound awful that's on fair. The tongue. I, when i was uh doing my playwriting uh in my younger years i would go on name generator and be like i don't know and then just press generate i'm like there's a name then, well, the worst um, is when you go to like a, a baby name website and it's all like Kaylee, Brenly. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, um, yeah, it's we're, we're going horrific. crazy. All right. So in Hollowgrave, the building buildings grow up catty corner and lean from terrifying angles. The town is built around a harbor of a ferry boat with dragon heads on either side. Troyan has taken this ferry. Not only are there spirits of the dead, there are demons and spirits of the underworld. Their motives aren't pure. And we're going to meet those people later, a little later on. Janari are seven feet tall that are reptilian, but also amphibious with broad wart covered shoulders, squat frog heads with rows and rows of serrated teeth like a shark. They have three eyes and move around with weapons and swords. And Bob will say she knows a club promoter who looks like that. I want names. I need to know the name because it's so specific. But also, I can kind of picture it. <laughs> you know, the person, the it's 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 the full on um, one of these things is not like the other, where it's like all of the performers, and then they're just hanging out with the one person. You're like, that yeah. person is making this show happen in some way, shape, or form. Um, I, I really, really wish we got a uh, uh, visual of this Janari because. I couldn't figure it out. My mind was like, "What? How are you a reptile and an amphibian? This is too much." I think it's. I think it's very like anthropomorphic. Like if it, if like, um, like for me, I'm like seven foot tall. Zootopia meets uh, 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 horror. I guess. Oh, meets okay, um, like Five Nights at Freddy's. Right. All right. All right. <laughs> Kerwin points out the archive of forgotten things. It's a place of arcane knowledge and magic. Nyrith will be outside of the Abbey at the Long Shadow Bazaar. Kerwin will give Princess a piggyback ride as they go find Nyrith because Uncle has to have time with niece. I I love it. When Bob describes her legs as like dragging on the floor, it was just, (laughs) it's so funny to think of just this monstrous creature doing such like feminine, but also like childlike things. It's really hilarious. Now, Monet will ask if they can buy things in this game, and Brennan says you can buy, but buying things in the underworld is different. They don't take straight cash. They ask for things that are harder to come by. It is also in this moment when they turn the name Shalila into Shangela, and now I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I want Shangela on the second iteration of this game. Shangela, first of all, there is not a job that Shangela would turn down. I, I, if, if it paid well, I mean, but it, money aside, I don't think there is a job that Shangela would turn down. She is in all sorts of mainstream media. I love her dearly. I think she would be Juju B 2.0. Right. Okay. 
I think there's someone more so who would be Juju to be 2.0. I'm going to say one name, and then you're going to give me two names to fill out this next cast. You're bringing Shangela. Give me Alyssa Edwards. Uh, I, I think it would be so debilitating. She wouldn't be able to make that leap. But yes. Okay. So, uh, it, okay. So if it's, if it, okay. So <laughs> I have upset some of the shadiest shit. Well, if you had somebody that may not pick up as quickly, let's get somebody that's quick. I would absolutely love Jinx Monsoon. Yes. I think, you know what? And, and then I want to, I want to pick like a like a sleeper hit, someone who I think would like bring a fun energy. I think Adore Delano would be really fun in this. There it is. I'm here for this game. Shangela, Alyssa Edwards, the most random four people, and then Jinx Monsoon and Adore Delano. I think that's a game. There's fun. I love it. Pure chaos. All right. So what can they trade with Nyrith? Well, they have five Wraith Clasps and the Amulet, a Corrupt Wraith Clasps, and Gertrude has a Torch, a Tinderbox, an Herbalism Kit, a Crystal, a Dagger, a Quarterstaff, and Witch's Garb. Princess has a 2-2. And weapons and stuff. And a Signet Ring. What's that do? Well, it's used by nobility that has the family crest to seal letters and wax. Very precious, but it's one of her last heirlooms. A.K.A. Pawn it off, bitch. Absolutely. Like she was working as a bartender and and, and, and and she kept that signet ring. I would have used that signet ring to try and get me out of being a bartender. Now, here's when things get crazy once again, thanks to our friend Jujube. Twyla has playing cards that they can get rid of. Uh, they may just be Uno cards, so she's about to convince everyone they're pretty fantastic. I... I love that I love that she never offered up any ways to try and give the playing cards more value. It was just get these goddamn playing cards out of my inventory. Well, everybody starts with their starting equipment. Like you get right. you get things and you get to choose these 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 um very like story driven elements that like, you know, maybe you invite uh, an NPC over to a table and you whip out your playing cards and it allows you to have this interaction. She's mm-hmm. like no, none of that. Get them off me. Like, it was so funny. Hey, I mean, listen, there's only one item that would have been um, better to pawn off. It would have been RuPaul Monopoly. Ru- RuPaul Monopoly? Or did you see that uh, Alaska and Willem uh, recently played uh, Guess Ru? Guess uh, Ru, correct, correct. So good. It was really, really good. So we're going to find out. Can they trade the Wraith class for a soul? At the Long Shadow Bazaar, there are many stalls and shops. There is a beetle-headed sort of apothecary. And by that, did you notice how there was a clean edit cut? Uh, what he actually said, uh, because something something jumped. We definitely had a cut of um, uh, uh, filming here. I mean, it could have, I mean, here's, it could have been anything uh, at the end of the day. Like, um, I, you were asking, but you don't, I don't think it's not one cut. None of right, this right, is actually one cut. There is so much meat and like pausing. And when you're trying to make this like a consumable, watchable, um, uh, entertaining experience, you know, you got to cut out some, some stuff here and there. Um, and they're also trying to make like a strict two hour 
right. time slot. So, you know, you, you, gotta, you gotta make some cuts. Regardless of what it was, this creature pushes potions of memory. They will approach a little store called Nyrith's Curios. They see many magical objects in the w- window. And Nyrith is a jack-of-all-trades wearing silk robes. He's got long, curling-clawed fingernails. He's got a pointed cap, a pair of gold-rimmed rectangular spectacles that go down his jackal snout. Uh, he pretty fly, and all those furry lovers would love him. I, look, this is where I once played a game uh, where I was the only human in a party of, like, four or five other, like, furry-like characters. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, just, like, I, I made it a, por- a part of my character to just, like, be, like, kind of anti-furry. <laughs> like, just, like, it just it was so ridiculous because there was like there's so many we ran over the 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 lineages and the races last time and there's just so many ways to just play an anthropomorphic uh creature it's wild nyrith welcomes him in kerwin keeps watching the street because we forgot he's still there he's still got shit to do so before they meet with him they learn that the crystal that gertie was going to pawn was one of her arcane foci that she can use to cast spells so brennan tells her she can get rid of it but then she'll be a bit lost and be in a bit of trouble if she lost her staff so maybe not let go of the crystal so thankfully brennan saved them there so they're gonna sell uno that's it that's that's all it is that's it that's the only that's the only thing that they have you know and then they're like trying to pawn off these like these wraith clasps that they haven't even used yet. Right. We're also going to learn that Twyla has medals of valor and fang armor and longbow and two short swords, but no, Uno, go, go, go. And just like that, they're going to ask Nyrith about how long it's been since he's been in Kelvorda, as he has no idea how big of a deal these playing cards are. Uh, no edging, right into the deal. No. No, no hello, how Literally. are you? You look cute, nothing. It's like you kick down the door and you say, I have, <laughs> you ever heard of Uno? <laughs> Nyrith will inspect them with his appraising spectacles and says they are a set of soldiers playing cards. So, time for a persuasion check. The dungeon master will set the difficulty ahead of time so Gertrude knows how hard this is going to be. It has to be 25, and Gertie will... Um, it's giving one. It's giving one. Let me let me also tell you, um, on the scale of like difficulty class, um, you have to understand there's... Uh, everybody here is borderline like superhuman right like they are the best of the best at what they do and they're they're not just they're not just regular schmegular like regular people it's it's the it's the olympians right it's Mm -hmm. the it's the the smartest of the scholars um so when you set a difficulty class like one obviously one to ten is very 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 easy the average person can it's a common common uh, 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 skill that some people some people could do. As you start to get into like 15, 20, that's like where you start to get into most people cannot do this. 25 is insanely hard. 30 is godlike. That was a five points uh, five like five numbers away from being absolutely godlike, which is to tell you how difficult it is to sell these playing cards to a demon who deals in souls. Nyrith says it's rare for living mortals to come visit him. He says if they lie again, he will close early for the day. And Twyla says they didn't lie. And there's her one free pass because that was a lie. (laughs) Yeah. Keeps going, right? Now the questers are so lost, they not only will 
they reveal that they're in search for a soul. But Princess is like, so what, a soul for a soul? Are, are they considering giving Twilo away? They're not lying. It's well, they're not allowed to lie. So, so ready you to know, sacrifice her. I, you know what? I really appreciated their honesty in this moment. It took like a lot. What if they all it. decided to sacrifice Twilight? Is Jujubee just out? So is she gonna go like have a, uh, a beer? I, I, they, I don't know. I think Brennan would try and find some workaround. I think he's quick and smart enough. <laughs> I don't think they're actually considering it, but it's very funny to entertain the idea. Twilight will disguise herself as water and then there's a pool of deep water and Nyrith goes I've never seen that yeah I mean well so this is where this is where if you know D&D you know the spell disguise self it's actually a very useful mm -hmm. spell um, you can only really turn into people it's an illusion that turns you into to a person but Brennan's desire to yes and because of how hilarious it would be if a puddle was just there it was just yes this is ridiculous and it happens like that is where like uh, in the manuals of D&D they say like what the DM says is law so so if they yeah. allow it you could you could fudge these spells hell yeah Ryan will propose using fog cloud which can cast a concealing fog so they conceal from him. It's a tremendous risk. No risk, no reward. Um, and obviously, with fog, uh, with a pool of water, that's that helps out, right? With fog. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. I don't know where that logic was. <laughs> Nyrith is uninterested in the playing cards as material objects, but uh, says there are ethereal and ephemeral associations with the cards, the memory of what they meant to her. And FYI, he is talking to a pond right now. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's when you don't have that visual element in D and D, it's very hard. It's it's easy to keep talking to the person playing the pond because yeah. <laughs> they don't look like a pond. He believes the cards might have memories of long nights of camaraderie, friendship, joy. They're like nectar to the gods for the damned souls who dwell in the underworld. He can sell those memories to the weathered souls of this place. So Twyla says that if she gives up the memories, the whole point of her being down there makes no sense if her memories go away. But Nyrith says he won't obliterate all her memories, just the memories associated with the cards themselves. Again, good save. Good save. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, a, it's very interesting, right? Like the idea of like uh, when you're building a world like this. You know, it, do, it doesn't make sense that you, they're going to be buying things in regular currency. But, you know, if he's dealing with a lot of undead and maybe they want to feel these different like human emotions, like give me those. And it's, it's an interesting offer. Tryan will say she needs a soul and a soul for a memory. Sounds like a great exchange. Or as Jujubee says, some might say a Monet exchange. God damn it. When she get out, <laughs> just get out. <laughs> this is me. I'm telling you, this is what I would do. I, I love puns. I, I know. I know it's good. Nyrith says the memories are assigned to the deck itself, so they will also offer the extra wraith clasp. So persuasion check. And add a d6 for the com commanding presence. Princess rolls a 6 plus 5 for 11. Nyrith says he will consider the bargain with some of his souls, but they are only valuable to the living. So more to sweeten the deal. So go whisper, whisper. He wants three things. They were warned he drives a hard bargain. So does Twyla know him? Well, he may have hit him up online once and then he goes to him and she knows why he's a fucking demon. 
I was like, where are we going here now? I are you Pond? Are you Twyla? What's going on? It's very derailing. And, and I'm glad it only lasted like two seconds just yeah. because like, oh, that's a rabbit hole. <laughs> will go down. Oh, it sure is. Gertie says she can cast darkness to steal a soul as Princess and Troyane can see in the dark. Gertrude can see 20 feet in the dark and Twyla can disguise herself as a flashlight. <laughs> She's out I of control by... Be- Hour three, she's hungry. She's 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 ready for a break. I think so too. I think this is at the end. I think Bob let it uh, slip that they had been there for like twelve hours at that point. Yeah. Um, from like the shoot day to uh to everything and playing the actual games. I think I think we're seeing it. I think we're seeing it. Time to double cross Nyrith, who warned them not to lie. Now Brennan will help them as they should have been talking telepathically, but Nyrith, he don't mind. He knows what's up. Yeah. Forgot about that one. Yeah. Gertrude will offer the corrupted Wraith clasps as well. Uh, you show, then we show. He will open a file that has hundreds of captured souls. He shows the soul of Oliver Lieber, the famed producer who composed Opposites Attract by Paul Abdul. Full circle, baby. Uh, Full now, circle. now, how the fuck did this man know that? Either. Because here's the thing. Brennan is known amongst his colleagues for having a mind palace of useless information. He was actually on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Okay, uh, okay. And so he knows a lot of fucking trivia. Or he just uses laptop behind the screen. Gotcha, I think okay. it, I want to believe the first one, but I think it may have been the last And for those who don't know, um, Oliver Lieber is uh, the offspring of Jerry Lieber, who is big, big, big songwriter. Amazing tracks. Yeah. Um, yeah, good, good times, good times. All right, in this moment, with an amulet in hand, it's time, it's on. Gertie Cat's darkness, a pool of black fog comes rushing out her mouth. Twyla is disguised as Gertrude's hair now. And Troy Ann is bioluminescent. Come on, Avatar. I mean, yes, but they also start to learn that darkness is not just regular darkness, Correct. right? And I I love that. Well, yeah, yeah, we could, do, we could do that. But Brendan is clearly, like, not, I mean... Brennan is playing the guardrail for for all of these different tangents that keep happening. But there's a moment where he like stops reminding people of their kits unless mm-hmm. they are unless he's being addressed directly, right? right. Um, and so so some of these people, it, it's a it's a good fucking move. It was a really good move. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's the. God damn it, the disguising self into a flashlight. That wouldn't really got me. <laughs> Act quick, roll initiative. Princess gets a dirty 20. Both Twilight and Troyan get a nat 20. And Gertie has an 8. She's got anxiety. Yeah. yeah. All of us do. <laughs> we learn that Twilight can, in fact, see in the dark as a gloom stalker ranger. But for the other two, since it's magic, it obscures her vision. Twyla will help her friends get to the door because her friends are her family, even though there are things they said about her in the underworld that she can hear. Yeah. The darkness is so good that this guy has spells that can instantly kill people that he has to be able to see. They're in so much danger as they burst through the door. Nyrith will act before Gertrude can get out. He will dispel her darkness spell as he sucks the darkness into his mouth. Gertrude will use counterspell. She oh use, my god. She can see through magical darkness, so she will dash out the room. So much smoke. Uh COVID who? Uh COVID who 
counter spell is one of my favorite spells. Um, it's so there's different types of actions that you can take when in uh, when in combat, and it's there's there's like the the lo the main action, your bonus action, the thing that is just a little kind of a little side thing, um, and then you have your reaction that you can do outside of your turn. Uh, uh, counter spell is one of the few reaction spells. Uh, and when you see a spell go off and you're like, mm, I don't want you to do that spell, uh, you cast Counterspell. And it's incredible. Sometimes you have to contest your role. But this is just, uh, just time and time again, I'm like, my jaw is on the floor from how well Bob is playing this game. It is, ve mm -hmm. again, very hard to play a spellcaster. And just, it has the right kit and is using the right, uh, right spells at the right time. It's, it was so awesome. So they're out of the chop. Narith howls as they soul soul. So things are going great. They can't get worse from here, can they? What could possibly go wrong? My favorite word to say. For a group stealth check. Princess has a nine. Troy Ann rolls a one. Gertie gets a one. And Twilight can pass without trace and would have to go above nine. Also, we learned that in this moment, a group stealth check only needs the top half of results. So what does Twilight get for her stealth check? It's a one. It's another what one. Odds? What are the odds? Three out of four get ones. This is what makes this game so magical. No pun intended. It really is. It creates these story moments. And sometimes the best story moments are not just when you do very, very well and you get to narrate your character doing flips and tricks. Uh, it's when you fail and you're like, oh, shit, there are uh, there are stakes. There are absolute stakes to this. The table is weighted. They're accusing uh, the magnets at the table. Uh, Alaska knows what production is doing over there. Rigor Mortis, <laughs> see? Back it's to Alyssa Edwards. Rigor Mortis. Who's Mortis? <laughs> Who's Mortis? Brandon, the Dungeon Master, shares what happens. He says that this all went off without a hitch. They got the soul. Then they turn the corner in Three Stooges style right into the chest of a hulking Janari demon. There are five of them. So time to honor how unlikely this is. Troyan needs a dexterity throw with a difficulty of 20. Monet will be like, if I remember correctly, one of my powers lets me uh, swap dies. And Brennan's like, uh, like which? And she's like, JK, JK, not real. Yep. Not really that's that's what she was actually gesturing to one of those those uh, uh, increments of 10 mm -hmm. die. Gotcha. And I was just like, I was just like, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. You he can't got out me. of his chair. He's like, wait, what? He was, he was like so into. He's like, there's. I don't know about, it. but he's he's literally he's just, yeah. He's like juggling so many different things at once. He's like, mm, I'm not. I'm not sure about that one. Can you show me? <laughs> yeah. Well, Troyan rolls a five. She fails. The soul flops out of her bag into the hand of a demon. All right. Well, the Janari know they're not dead. Do they use the Wraith Clasps to turn into the undead? Well, Troyan knows it's not illegal to be there, but there are so many of them. Bob compares it to a white girl in Compton. Gentrify the underworld. Oh, I, uh, I I think that's incredible. I think that was, it was so funny. One of the Things funny, got real. It, it got real, and you notice how Brandon did not comment and was just like, what is the appropriate amount of time to, nope. to move on to the next story beat? <laughs> do they bail and run while the guards have the soul, or do they try to negotiate with them and let Nyrith catch up to them? The guards will give them a minute to decide because he's very kind here. Very, very kind. It's really, it's like, that's when you, like, you start to, to discuss, like, okay, so what level of difficulty of of, a, of an experience are we trying to do? This is clearly one of the easier games because they're trying to grasp the, the game as well. But I've had, I've played games where they're like, 
No, you don't. You don't have a chance to talk to each other. What do you do? Just tell me what you do. You do not get to deliberate. You just tell me what you do, and it is rough because then even more shit happens and it explodes. So yes, they're being so kind. They're like, no, 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 talk, talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Time to cut their losses and run and head to the inn to rest so Troyan can use the fog cloud. They will use Pass Without Trace and use Self. We have a 19 from Troyan, a 34 from Twyla, 23 from Gertrude, and a 26 from Princess. Kerwin rolls a 28 because he is still there, in fact. We he he is still there. They flee. They have to go to Shalila despite being a soul short. The inn is their last hope. At the inn of the empty glass, the wood is made of a coffin wood. Behind the bar are a number of bottles with symbols and glyphs. They register different feelings and emotions from these glyphs. Behind the bar is the vampiric innkeeper known as Dahamia, who is snatched and thirsty. She wears a black leather corset and fingerless black leather gloves. Her skin is pale white. She has long black hair that covers her eye. This is Cher, as Juju B says. Yeah, hundred percent. But I, I, I love that. I love that. Uh, it's almost like a the the Alvin Alvin the Chipmunk was a free pass. You will not turn my vampire character into Cher. Cher may be very resemblant to a vampire. However, <laughs> you will not take this character from me. Monet says Damia makes a really good margarita, but Bob thought it would be a Bloody Mary, and Juju B is like, wouldn't it be sangria? It's Bloody Mary. Come on, friends. It is Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary are just a good old pour of red wine. Damia has been expecting Tryan and hasn't seen her with company before. She will give them rooms to rest. Shalila has been out all day, but waited for her. As Tryan waits, she wants the sweet. Uh, same. I want a jacuzzi tub. Oh, give me that. I love I love that they're getting the room for free. And then yeah. she goes, but can I can I get a... Can I get a sweet though? <laughs> like that's that's me. Um, that's me. <laughs> my my live with my boyfriend. Anytime we're like getting food, and he's like, "Oh, do you want me like you want me to get us food?" I'm like, "Yes, but can you make it a large? <laughs> like I don't have to pay for it, but can it be big?" <laughs> there it is. Yeah. All right. This room is very cryptic and Victorian, with a canopy bed with a funeral lace covering. Also, for clarification, since it is Callan and it's Damia Lovato who sings. Demon in my house. <laughs> it's it's a lot. Did you, did you remember those string of interviews that she was doing, where she was like talking about this like paranormal show she was doing, and she's like, I I sing to the aliens. Oh well, and, good for her. Good for her. I I was um I go so somebody grab somebody grab her somebody get her it'll be okay i just want to shake her and tell her it's okay you don't gotta sing to the aliens first of all if they're out there they're not gonna hear you listen she spent a long part of her life singing to a purple dinosaur she's been through things that is also true um (laughs) so i guess reality gets to be a little bit warped that way yeah and her best friend for a while was a wizard so i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i missed that what her best friend, Demi Lovato's best friend, was a wizard. Are we talking about Poot Lovato? Because, <laughs> because the memes about Poot Lovato are, are, are very funny. I don't know about this best friend being a wizard, though. Selena Gomez! Got it. Wizards of Waverly Place. Got it. I thought, look, she was singing to what she thought were actual aliens. So I thought somebody in real life was claiming to be a wizard. No. Is no, it, it wasn't a farce. 
it listen, wasn't a far leap for me to make. <laughs> that's fair. Listen, uh, the, the Wizard of Waverly Place, the people that have come out of that show. I mean, come on, we have a, a OnlyFans uh, creator. Uh, do you follow him? Because of it course is... I do. <laughs> He's so hot. Yeah. He's so hot. Good anybody? Anybody? What's his name? Dan Benson, Dan Benson. or something? Yeah. Uh look up Dan Benson. Yeah. When on your incognito mode. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe he'll be on uh, Dimension Twenty one day. I think he is making that that He's big bucks. He's making coin. He's good. He's yeah. doing well. All right. All right. Back to this. Uh, the room is free, but if they can offer some blood they don't want, Damia will take it. Gertie will use the herbalism kit to get them to have less sleep so they don't have to get in too much trouble. She will use a D20, so it's 7 plus 3 for 10. They can use the help action so they can roll again, and it's 7 plus 19, so 26, baby. The herbs and leaves have rotted a bit in the underworld, so Twilight's help allows her to breathe some life back into them. Can I ask you a question? Yes. So we're here in this this inn, right? We, we've had her disguise herself as water and then hair. Who is she now? Is she back? I think she may be back. Okay. Um, I think if not, I, look, there's a level of continuity that's being missed here. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, we're playing a game. We're playing pretend. Sometimes we make mental leaps to, to make the logic make sense. That's Do you funny. have to say every single time, I'm no longer Bob the Drag Queen's hair? No. But, uh, you know... I, I think it's I think it's so funny that maybe that there's air this air of mystery of what she might be disguising herself yeah. as now. The tea fills their stomachs and they feel like they just had a meal. Gertie just wants to be liked. Kerwin is sad and says the tea looks good, but doesn't think it would do him good. So he'll keep guard from Shalila and Cousin Kiki. because uh, we still have not met up with Cousin Kiki. Cousin Kiki made a couple stops in the um, made a couple little dips in the in the water to try and recharge her thing, but there's still like, where the fuck is she? Why did she get involved? Uh, Within an hour of resting, they have a full night's sleep. Their spells and abilities are back, and the damage that Troyan took and the river has healed. If I can have an hour of sleep and be fully uh, rested, oh my god, life would be amazing. Well, if it makes you feel any better, this is more more fudging of the rules, but for the sake of being able to do to do what is needed to be done for the right, story. Like it, 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 not a lot of people get it. So, so I would say maybe maybe shoot your goals in, in, in other <laughs> other directions. All right, all right. There is a knock at the door. It's Kerwin. He explored as there are guests downstairs. Shalila White's with her entourage of four. So do they sneak out with while Kerwin distracts or try to play Shalila that Troyan was sick and hopes to get her next time? They're done with the jackal heads, so it's time to find Cousin Kiki to get a so- the soul of Mark Ronson. But Kerwin tells Troyan they can buy some time as Shalila is the servant of Thanara and reports directly to the goddess of death. The goddess will be able to tell if the souls are worthy or not instantly, but Shangela, as they said. Uh, it, it, it could be possible to put a soul in the amulet for a time and beat Shalila to Thanara's castle, the to- Tower of Tombs. They can use that time to find Kiki or find another soul. So can Twyla disguise herself as a soul? Girl, now you're going to sacrifice yourself? And then she's like, Kerwin, I, he's so nice. He's so... I Look, I if I were playing this game... If if here's the thing, if if the souls are because I think they clarify that the soul like people uh, that are in the underworld that are dead, they have their soul. It's just right. like you know they don't have like the body or whatever attached to it. 
I, I would have been like, hey, Kerwin, what do you think? And then, like, maybe he would have offered himself It's up. true. That's true. Gertrude suggests using a guard to trap him in the amulet. As Twilight says, they must be attracted to FaZe. She can get him. <laughs> God damn it. Kerwin will gesture to a small external staircase to go stuff someone in the amulet. Gertie asks if they offer some blood for Damia to use her as the soul, but she's a single mom who works three jobs. I can't wait for Reba to voice her in the animated series. I think so too. Um, would you Would you take up the offer? Would you get a little bitey bite? Would you give up a liter of your blood? I mean, gays can't get blood anyway, so. That's true, um, so I guess I can't. Well, I mean, maybe she's a little bit more progressive and realizes that the, the, those are outdated laws. Damia comes upstairs with Kerwin to hear their offer. They need a good enough soul, and she's got some souls. A guy in a gym who had a free hug sign in college. Uh, one of those double major in bullshit and bullshit. Uh, we know them, don't you? Yeah, I, you wanted me to drop names. I want you to drop names. <laughs> I went to theater school. I don't know anyone who did bullshit and bullshit, because everything was bullshit. Well, yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it was already translated to musical theater. It was no longer called bullshit. It was the bullshit the year before. That's what yeah, it was. I, and I also went to school in, in Boston, so uh, we, we, we didn't have any bullshit there. We were to the point. For us, it was, I went to school for, for songwriting, and then, uh, which is, you know, obviously, how, how often am I doing that now? Uh, but then at the same time, it was an art school. So like the, what was hilarious is it was like reverse high school where mm -hmm. uh, anybody that there was a frat that was trying to be brought onto campus and we bullied them out of it. It was so fucking funny <laughs> because it's like we don't want that toxic shit here. This is why we chose this school. Um, so for me, uh, the majoring in bullshit and bullshit were the people that went to this art school and tried to major in something normal like fucking yeah. accounting <laughs> yeah all right so uh Dam damia wants a liter of princess's blood to get that vein to pop him now this gem has a scruffy guy with a stained sweatshirt and a sign that says free hugs uh it's bob after not doing drag for a month um dave matthews band energy yeah they're gonna watch damia suck on the blood it may or may not turn some of them on look i that's that to eat their own but i mean damia was talking it up she's like hey hey some some people think it's hey, some people think it yeah, feels the, when it started to get super gay brendan was like i'm just gonna let y'all do your thing have fun well they're okay so this is where um i won't get too into it just because it's a completely different other system but there is a game called vampire the masquerade which is very mm -hmm. similar to dungeons and dragons in a lot of ways but it's a, bit, a lot more story focused um i play that it's a lot of fun it's a lot darker it's very horror element but um they one of the lore things that they talk about is that a vampire's bite is like euphoric for a mortal and so mm -hmm. You know, I I wasn't. I mean, as a as a viewer, and without if I even if I was a player, I wouldn't meta game if I could. But I mean, you know, I think if if it's if it's a you know cross reference to multiple game systems, um, I think there might be something there. All right. Well, <laughs> we have a Constitution saving throw from Princess who lines a fifteen, and Princess feels kind of good. She kind of likes pain. I heard that yeah. about some people. Yeah. I heard that about a lot of people. <laughs> Was this a casual thing? Will they talk later? Friends with benefits. Uh, Princess is going to let her down easy for now. Yeah, I she's a she's a uh, she's a smooth talking uh, uh, 
woman that uh, lets people off easy. She's a woman of few words. But then we realize, oh, wait, fuck. Kerwin was there too. Uh, When did this turn so sexual for uncle to be watching daughter get sucked? I, look, I, my PR team told me not to say anything at this time. So they told me to sing. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. The reference, the reference. I have a ukulele somewhere if you want me to pull it out. (laughs) Haters, back off. Don't, listen, friends, if you want us to discuss that, that is a different podcast that is actually coming. We're going to, I'm going to be doing an entire YouTube special. As you fucking should. Yeah, um... Trisha Paytas, stop it! Just stop it! All right, that's wild. Well, okay. we will get into it. It's a you got to save it for for other content. I know. It's time to talk to Shalila. Is she friendly? No. Is anyone friendly here? Come on, it's the underworld. In the room, there are coats of armor with no bodies, just souls. They flank Shalila of the half mask, one of Thanara's best Judies. She wears a black velvet gown with silver brocade, a long cloak of oil. Her dark skin and midnight black lips and pure black eyes shimmer with white light when she blinks. Long decorated silver braids cascade around her. And she has a Phantom of the Opera style mask that has death and rot peeking out from behind. Did you clock? Did you clock the art for this one? I, I, I did see it. I don't remember it that well. It is the spitting image of Detox. Oh, okay. It was She'll like it had her. Monday. Season that three. A, I think season three. We've already cast season two. Uh, if it doesn't get canceled from derailing. <laughs> yeah. She tells Troyan she has been waiting for some time and comes bearing strange company. Gertrude says they are in training and we have a deception check. Nine plus five, so that's a 14. Shalila is like, you're all training to be merfolk assassins? Incredible. She Incredible. doesn't want to know what's going on in the land of the living. She just wants her souls. Absolutely. It's the Rachel Dolezal of, of D&D. Yeah. She just wants her poor, unfortunate souls. Yeah. Uh, what are their journey now? Well, they want Troyan to talk for them. So she says they came to help her see what it takes to be an expert with souls. And now it's time to head home for game night. Maybe they're going to play, I don't know, D&D. I just want everyone to know I wrote down that joke before they said it. I should be a writer. I think you should too. Um, <laughs> I think, you know what? It says that you are on the same level of wit uh, and, and you know, charm and charisma as Monet Exchange. And I think that's high praise. There are times I'll watch a movie or a TV show and I will say what the next line is going to be, not knowing what it's going to be. And when I'm writing, like, I really need to get back into writing. God damn it. <laughs> you're like, you're like, did I, did I write this? <laughs> like, yeah, am friends, I, if, you, I if collecting... you've seen Glamorous, it's possible I might have been in a coma and wrote it. I don't know. Because I don't have any recollection. I feel like something you would have written. It was, de- it's definitely <laughs> me. That humor is terrible. It's so mean. Okay. Um. All right. How many can play? Four. Hundred. No, Twyla. Shalila <laughs> has, but Shalila has 395 close friends. We're getting super meta now. It's getting really I... unhinged. It's really so, it, it's like Brennan touched on it, just like that idea of someone who says something for like creativity's sake and not, and not just to actually contribute to the, the manipulation. It's like, it's like, oh, like I'm just going to yes and it, but, um, and, but just take it into an extreme direction. It's like, no, 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 we're, we're lying with a purpose here. We're not just, we're not just in a black box theater of UCB and trying to get people to, to, to laugh. It's yeah. like, we're trying to, to get out of here. 
So we're going to have some information that's going to change the course of this journey. We will learn that Troyan's mother made a deal to live forever. Gay gasp! It's time for an insight check. Gertrude gets a 9, Princess a 14, Troyan a 16, and Twilight a 9. Troyan sees a look on Shalia's face, and Troyan had no idea of the deal. Who should make a deal with? The Nara, 28 souls a year to keep her mama alive. Mm-hmm. Troyan thought it was to save Everdeep, but it's to save her self-centered merwoman. Uh, she got character flaws, uh, but she's also like, don't talk about my mama like that. Yeah, I mean, but haven't p- people in the GOP done worse for, uh, uh, you know, like going to oh, war yes. and shit? Oh, very <laughs> that, very that. Now, uh, Shalila is like, I thought you would have known, given what happened to your father. What happened? Well, who had this job before Troyan? Who paid the price when he discovered they killed him, probably for having 27 souls? And But Shalila will say that it's more complicated than that. So Gertrude wants to get in her head because she's being cagey. Time to cast Detect Thoughts as Shalila is caught off guard. Gertrude finds out in Shalila's head that the deal was obvious to everyone in Everdeep. And when Troyan's father failed, his death would be understood as failure. But Gertie gets more information from the knights through their memory. Troyan's father, Roy of Karkin, an ancient forest and elven archer. Roy is standing on a platform in an empty void, looking up at the face of Thanara, who is 18 feet tall, a giant with long horns, gray purple skin, and a gleaming bronze attire, a beautiful goddess of death with long wings of a bat or a dragon spread from her back. That's tall. That's it's giving me it's giving me very um, Lilith from Diablo Four vibes, which I've been playing a lot lately. Um, which uh, it, my TikTok is riddled with Lil- Lilith did nothing wrong uh, videos. Of sure. Just because she's just so she's she's mother. Um, Thanara is very much giving mother. So if she's mother, then this will be played by Sasha Colby. A hundred. Pre- oh my God. Oh my god, I'm literally that is absolutely dream casting. There it is. Um, I love it. Roy didn't know. He thought he was only saving Everdeep and not the deal that the Queen of Everdeep made. Thanara asks what he would be what would do what would knowing what his actions have caused. He will ask that she let them free and he would pay to right the wrongs he's done. A spell is going to kill him before she gets a message to Troyan. But the souls that he had brought there are freed. Goddess of Death swallows the soul of Troyan's father, and even in a memory, she sees Gertrude and addresses her. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's creepy. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. No, because it's it's one thing to because uh, there's a spell called Scry that allows you to like spy on people, and if you have like if you can see into the ethereal plane, you can see this orb that's like almost like a camera floating around and can like follow you like a drone, you know? And the fact that she can look through somebody's memories just really shows how powerful this bitch is. Right. Terrifying. Well, Gertrude is going to grab the girls and says, we have to leave right now. And I don't know why in this moment, because it felt so sitcom I was like, what if these four were the golden girls? Who's who? Honest. Golden Girls. Okay, 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 okay. Um, I am less first in the uh, Golden Girls, so I may not know all of their n- names. Uh, I know their archetypes, though. So which one? 
Okay, so uh, uh, so Jujubee's obviously uh, uh, Betty White's character. Rose, yes. Yes. Uh, um, so who's the slut? <laughs> um, that is... Uh, oh my god, what am I drawing a blank? Is that, um, is that Blanche? No. Blanche, yes, it's Blanche. Okay, Blanche. Blanche is the slut. I think Blanche is... Blanche's uh, Monet, I think. Okay. I think. Um, whoever B. Arthur's character was... This is so sacrilegious of me. How dare you put me on this? <laughs> okay, the author is definitely um, uh, Gertie. Is, uh, oh, you think Gertie? I was going to say Alaska. No, I, I think that's you Sophia. Think Sophia so? is definitely Alaska. She's she, she Princess is the one who is just there and having yeah, fun. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I was, think, I was thinking a little bit more of that, like, that grit, but uh, you're right. She is just kind of, like, <laughs> following the preschool rope yeah. of wherever the other girls are going. All right. Gertrude is thinking whether this memory would upset Troyanne. Should she tell her or not that her entire life is a lie? Jujubee thinks she should hit her with all the wounds. She'd be a great parent, wouldn't she? Uh, yes. A hundred percent. No questions, no notes. <laughs> Gertie tells Troyan the truth of her father, then how she incepted the memory. Troyan's dad fucked around and found out. Gertrude apologizes for telling her this, but Troyan says, "Better you than Twyla." Dead. Um, time to journey on and confront Thanara. Far off in the mountains, in the direction of Shalila, is traveling. Twyla and Princess notice the red glow. It's Zarya Hex. The expanse is filled with thousands of footprints. The armies of Zarya Hex are traveling to the Tower of Tombs. All roads seem to lead to the Tower of Tombs. They're rested. It's off to see the tower, the wonderful Tower of Dead. Dahlia says she'll keep an eye out for Cousin Kiki while telling Princess that she felt a strong connection. And Princess is like, we gotta go. No, sorry, girl. Yeah. No. My um, question is, is, is how many D&D games worth of people are in this army of theirs? I don't know. Um, I, if it's because even if it's a it's it's two, <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot of people, and that's what they're marching towards. That's fucked. Bye, Dahlia. Blood to see you. Gertrude says if Princess keeps flirting with a vampire, they'll have an extra person. I was like, pimp my orc. Let's do it. Uh, um, yes. The four best friends in the whole entire world head off on the trail of Shalila and her four death knight guardians. Red clouds gather overhead. Crimson lightning strikes in the distance they see it raised aloft the Tower of Tombs. And that's it for this episode, where next week they venture into the lair of the goddess of death. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be, there's so many different unresolved conflicts here already. So so there's Kiki, cousin Kiki. Mm-hmm. There's um fucking uh Zaria. So we're gonna mm-hmm. I think we're gonna learn about the Alaska's I mean we learned a little bit about Alaska's like mm-hmm. backstory and, and 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 got the story from the uncle's perspective. But I think we're gonna learn a lot about like the all blossom next. Um and then I am so excited for Gertrude to actually make the reveal that she's there to die and does she have a change of heart like she keeps talking about how alone she is maybe she maybe she wants to switch things around that's fair all right um over the course of the episodes Aja's going to help me build a character that i can use should i enter a campaign in the future yeah now um i do have one thing a regulation before we continue if i were to play this one shot i just need 
a request of a character. Okay. Um, and their name is Orknesha, whose entrance line is Mother Has Arrived. Mother Has Arrived. Um, do you know how painful Ornesha is to wear? Um, I, I, it is, I have I, a nothing... photo of your boyfriend and Seraphim uh, with that Ornesha head. Guess who did it the next year? Yeah. Me. I did it like, the next on, year. Orknesha? Come on, friends. The pun's selling itself. It's, it's really good. I think it's good. <laughs> I think, I think, um, um, I think if you have Orknesha, um, uh, I think. Uh, the gemstone eyes have mm-hmm. to be your spell focuses or foci. Um, I think I think there's just so much. That, I think um, just that little slip over the head, only letting that shine through, could be chainmail. That could be that. I think I think there's so much to work with there. Absolutely. Right, well, I'm not we, even gonna we, let you know when I slip it in. I'll, I'll just absolutely I'm here just for slip it. I'm it here in. for it. All right. So last we spoke, we determined my character will be of Kalashtar race. Mm-hmm. Yes, so so we went through a lot of different ones, but I think the one that spoke with you uh, was the Kalashtar, which are a compound people created from the union of uh, humanity and renegade spirits, which I find very compelling. You get a little bit of telepathy, you get a little bit of uh, uh, this this dual mind, and there's so many different ways to play. Um, today, we're going to talk about class. So this whole game is based off of you know where you come from and then what you decide to do with your life and and um you know we're gonna pick like your job basically and 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 your skill set so last time there's no other way to kind of pick race other than kind of listing what the options are uh but this is much much easier i like to ask people do you find yourself to be a little bit more of a physical character do you want them to be fighting with weapons do you want them to be doing you know fighting with their hands and being like super dexterous and super strong or do you want to be a a magic user magic users i keep saying are hard but there are ways to to make them approachable and the third option is do you want to be somewhere in between you can kind of like have um leaning one side or the other so you can have like a predominantly like physical character that dabbles in spellcraft, or you can have a predominantly um, magic character that dabbles in some physical stuff. I, I think my my character is probably um, closer in the world of we're going to use magic. Um, very yeah. wise, very sorcerer esque. A hundred percent. Sorcerers are a lot of fun. So there's a lot of different ways to go about being a magical character. Um, some ones that I had actually mentioned today um, are, are uh, the, the, there's the bard. So this is your super like charismatic character. Um, they, uh, their primary, uh, primary spellcasting ability is going to be charisma. Um, so think about your smooth talker. Uh, there's different ways to play it. You could be the politician. You can be the uh, the musician, the actor, the uh, the the playwright. Mm-hmm. Um, you could be the Shakespearean bard uh, uh, that you've always wanted to be in your life. And then the other thing to keep in mind as well. Um, I'll be mentioning these classes, but there's also different subclasses. So if you want to, hey, let's see how specific can we get? Let me know and I can stop and I can I'll let you know the subclasses. So Bard mm-hmm. is one of them. Cleric is another one. So a cleric is going to be your healer. They are a champion of divine magic. Now the way that religion works in the world of D&D is that it is objectively true. Um, 
Jerry's still out for the real world, but <laughs> but uh, in in D and D there are gods and they do have a effect on the world around you, and they sometimes uh, will grant a portion of their power and ability to uh, regular old worshippers that 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 do their bidding. And so uh, you would be known as a healer, but there are much uh, 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 different ways to kind of approach that. You can be a high damage dealer and all that kinds of fun stuff. There's also a druid. So a druid takes on their magic from the nature, uh, 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 from nature around them, all natural occurring substances. And uh, 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 they are a wisdom-based character, so they tend to be rather wise and prophetic, uh, but they have something very, very cool called Wild Shape. So um, if you play a druid, you get all this, you get a full list of spells, um, and you also, get to uh, turn into an animal. Uh, so say uh, you're feeling like you want to cast a spell and then your next turn turn into a bear and, and start mauling people around, you can absolutely do that. So that's a great way to get a little bit of physical uh, into it, but then being a primary spellcaster. Their kit is very large, but uh, honestly, uh, they are one of the more versatile characters you could be. They get healing stuff, they get a bunch of other stuff as well. Um, a paladin uh, is going to be pr uh, primarily physical uh, on the physical side, but they have the ability to spell cast as well. Um, they are a lot of fun, um, but uh, they are usually very lawful. They, they tie themselves to a certain oath. They, this is my set of rules that I set for myself, and, um, and I will act upon those. And usually they're about either like uh, loyalty or obedience or, or, or you know, uh, any other different like character defining morals. Uh, there's, I'm gonna, I skipped one, so I'm gonna jump back to it. There's an artificer. An artificer is a full spellcaster, but they are like your tinkerers. So now we're starting to get a little bit more into like a steampunky vibe. Um, uh, and it's, uh, they are quite fun. They get to um, build and enhance uh, like armors, uh, weapons, and and make them do whatever they do, but even better. So like if you you can enhance an axe to be able to get like electrical abilities, or you know there's there's uh, you could be a a potion maker as well. You can tinker with potions. You can um, build an armor for yourself that you don on like Iron Man, and and you're just walking around clunking around. A lot of fun. Um, those are your kind of like super smart uh, uh, tinkerers. There's a ranger. Uh, uh, Jujubee is playing a ranger. So you're noticing that she has a decent amount of spells. Um, mm -hmm. They are nature based as well, but it's a great way to also get some, some, um, some physical fighting into the mix as well. Um, you notice that she was able to uh, bring on some sort of beast. Uh, and so uh, sometimes you can have like a beast companion of types. Sometimes it can be a dragon, depending on whatever like subclass you do choose. Um, there's a lot of fun ways to play around with that. Now, sorcerers, warlocks, and wizards are the last three. Okay, so these are these are your classic D and D characters. The best way to explain a sorcerer is that a sorcerer is like a superhero. 
okay? A uh, superhero, they, they either fell into a vat of something or, uh, or, or, you know, got, uh, are born with their abilities. It's some sort of bloodline. Um, so they have an innate ability to cast magic. In doing so, they get to cast, they, they, they know fewer spells, but they also get to bend and twist magic in certain ways. They get this thing called meta magic. So maybe I get to cast the same spells as the wizard, but I get to make my spells go twice as far, or I get to cast them faster, or I get to make them miss less. And so there's different ways that you can kind of bend uh, those spells to your will. A wizard, uh, they study to learn their magic. So you're a very intelligence-based character, um, and uh, they, derive a lot of that from that in a long-term game you would uh you would you would gather scrolls to inscribe into your spell book and and that's how you would play but uh the subclasses of the wizards you kind of like focus on the different types so you could be a necromancer you could be a uh a trans or oh, just a trans trans uh uh transmography or what is it um just different types of spells. Uh, so there's like evocation if you wanted to do like the elements and do high damage of those. And your focus determines, you know, how you can do better things. The last one we'll talk about is a warlock. A warlock, they are very potent uh, magic casters. Think about this is the classic story of selling your soul to the devil or making a pact mm -hmm. with a, a being. Um, and they grant you these abilities um, and you don't get to be, you're not the most versatile as far as like, uh, uh, as far as knowing a lot of spells, but you get to cast three huge spells depending on your level. Um, uh, and you actually get your spells back on a shorter rest, whereas other other uh, characters have to wait until they go to bed to get all of their their kit back. But there's there's some really fun stuff to do with the warlock. They're a little bit darker in that way. All right. Okay. So okay. anything standing out? Anything you want to kind of like hear a little bit more about? Or well, it's it's interesting because obviously if we're playing anything that's close to my heart, a bard would be in that realm. Yeah. Um, but I like the idea of, of having a little more. Um, fluidity to have some um fighting in, as a druid but when i was writing my notes earlier i did write the word sorcerer so um let's let's kind of dive into those a little bit so like do you if you're starting to think about like sorcerer uh let's go uh let's let's start talking about some options here as far as subclass because that might change your mind as well mm -hmm. um so when it comes to the uh uh uh, subclass of the sorcerer, you start talking about the sorcerer's origin. Um, it describes uh, uh, your uh, innate ability and how you got uh, those abilities. So um, there is one that's called the aberrant mind. So an aberrant mind um, sorcerer, uh, they are a little bit more psychic oriented. A lot of their damage is psychic. Mm -hmm. um, it's a lot of fun to kind of play out um, uh, what happened in your brain that allows it to kind of release these these, these psychic abilities? But in, uh, uh, it's it's usually it's connected to some sort of aberration, which is like a big big uh, like creepy creature that hides under the depths. Um, so essentially, the way that they describe this is like an alien influence has wrapped its tendrils around your arm, giving you this psionic power. 
Um, you touch other minds and alter the world around you using it to control the magical energy of the multiverse. Um, so there's a lot of fun stuff to work with there. There's a clockwork soul sorcerer, which uh, a lot of yours is about order and 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 the the how your mind kind of works like a mechanism. You get abilities uh, like alarm, protection from evil and good, aid, lesser restoration. So a lot of that order allows you to kind of support your team in a little bit better ways. Divine soul is like this idea of like, what if, because uh, there's, there's these divine beings that might be like gods granting their abilities to whatever, but there's also like celestials and angels and like, what if you descended from them? You're, you don't have the exact potency of a full god, but maybe you're divine in some way uh, innately. And so you come from either an angel or divine in a negative sense and come from some sort of like hellish creature. Um, so you kind of get to choose that. Uh, it's another great way to kind of get this like healing kit. You get to either, uh, if you're good, you get to cure wounds. Uh, if you're evil, you get inflict wounds um, and get some like necromantic stuff. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's a fun, it's a fun little twist on the sorcerer. Draconic bloodline is getting your abilities from a dragon. Uh, lunar sorcery is getting your abilities from the moon. Um, and, uh, these are, uh, you get really fun, um, this concept where it's like full moon, new moon, or crescent moon spells, which is really cool. Um, and, uh, whenever you finish a long rest, you choose which lunar phase manifests the power and that chooses which uh, abilities that you get. You can either be, you can be a shadow magic sorcerer, uh, which is really fun. So think a lot of like the, like the darkness spells that, that Gertrude was casting today. Um, you get the ability to see uh, very, very far in the dark. Um, and you're very much connected to, to like death and this place called the shadow fell. Um, really fun stuff there. There's a uh, storm sorcery uh, that's pretty, pretty, uh, uh, pretty self-explanatory. Get lots of wind and 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 uh, uh, electric uh, uh, magic. Really fun to kind of just wreak havoc on a battlefield. And then there's one that is incredibly chaotic. Um, it's very popular in in the sense that. Uh, it really creates great stories. So there's the wild magic sorcerer. So wild magic, uh, they describe it as this. Your innate magic comes from the forces of chaos that underlie the or order of creation. You might endure, uh, uh, you might have endured exposure to raw magic, perhaps through a planar portal leading to limbo, the elemental planes, or the far realm. Perhaps you were blessed by a fae being, uh, or uh, marked by a demon, or your magic could be a fluke of your birth with no apparent cause. However it came to be, the magic is within you waiting for any outlet. So essentially the way that this works is every time you cast a spell, you roll on a dice that determines a random effect. It could turn you into a plotted plant. It could make uh, a noxious gas pour out from everywhere around you. Um, it could make you cast the fireball spell. Um, but right where your feet are and you explode and you take damage and hurt people around you. But there's other beneficial stuff as well. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just chaos for chaos's sake. So um, any of those standing out? Would you like well, me to just talk a little bit well, about Druid or? I, I think we're gonna, we're gonna go in the world of Sorcerer just cause it's obviously there's something there. Now, yeah. obviously last week I, I picked the Kyle's chart because I was like, Dr. Who. 
um, two brains. Now, I think we're going to keep with the, the space idea because at first I was like, something alien related, let's do it. But then you said the, the lunar, I was like, I don't know. That one seems appealing as well. It's still giving me the yeah. spacey vibes. Um, I, and mean, I can just yeah. imagine having a really cool lunar cape, which is really cool. That would be really cool. So, I mean, I, uh, if this character is something that you want to port to, because we want to talk a lot about story, like talk a lot mm-hmm. about, like, we're talking about your inspiration and we're talking yeah. about, oh, you, you have two brains. Like what's, what's going on here? Like what, what is that like living on a daily basis? Um, and now we're talking about what, what abilities can you do? How does your character make themselves useful in a battlefield? I had sent you a prompt about a direction we might be going for this one mm-hmm. shot. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's basically going to be stories of uh, knights or people who work for a certain type of militia on the off season. So if you think about how like your character might be some sort of like battle mage, how do you see yourself in that setting? How would you see yourself, uh, your character contributing to like a war setting? Well, I think that this this wise sorcerer um, was very much at their prime for a very long time until this um, new virus came into this world. Um, and he, he very much was um, the one to to be bowed down to and until um, his power may have been exposed a little bit. So um, I think he's now becoming this like a little bit of um, a spy in order to regain control. So as much as he wants to help out, he's just there for number one. I love that. I mean, I'm looking at these like these spells um, for the lunar spells. Uh, these are you obviously you get more spells than this, and I and the, uh, mm-hmm. because we're picking a magical character, we'll do an entire uh, uh, spell picking uh, uh, session where we can talk about Perfect. things that we find very fun. But there's shield, which can protect you if you pick full moon. Your full moon phase, mm-hmm. you can pick shield and lesser restoration. These are very very helpful spells because they. Uh, can protect you if you're being attacked, lesser restoration. If if somebody is sick or has some sort of poison or ailment, you can kind of, you can and can fix that. The new moon uh, spells are like ray of sickness, blindness and deafness. You can, uh, uh, you know, shoot somebody with a ray of, of, of poisonous, uh, uh, like grossness that, that comes over them and makes them fatigue, or you can actually make someone blind and or deaf. Uh, and then your crescent moon spell are going to be like color spray, which does a decent amount of damage. And alter self, which is not an illusion spell, um, like disguise self is, where it makes you look a certain way. Alter self is like I actually change. Like if you were to touch my newly pointed ears, um, they would look, they would feel uh, exactly like that. The other thing is, is that going back to that that aberrant mind, some innate spells that you get are like arms of Hadar, which are like shadowy tentacles uh, uh, going out from you. Uh, Dissonant Whispers, which is uh, does psychic damage to somebody and uh, they have to save in order to not run away. Mind Sliver, which is uh, like um, another really amazing psychic attack. Calm Emotions, Detect Thoughts. All of these things that you get innately um, are all options 
Um, and honestly, I don't want to lead you away from a direction because I know that lunar that lunar sorcery is a great way for you to actually get more spells because you at the top of the day choose which mm -hmm, phase mm -hmm. of the moon you want to do. Um, but if you were to go this aberrant mind route, um, it would be very interesting because it's there's a lot of like subterfuge that you can do from from these psychic abilities and it's kind of like sick and twisted and i kind of i'm kind of here that's for where it we're gonna go i think you know what maybe the look is gonna have some like beautiful lunar imagery but we're gonna go in mind i think that's where we're it could do. be too maybe maybe that's a way to tie in like your uh your the spirit in your brain mm -hmm. or like this the second mind that you might yeah. have um I think that's and where and you can kind of maybe even find a way to get a little bit of the best of both worlds, but having the kit of the aberrant mind. I love this. So we've got a Kalistar aberrant mind sorcerer. That's so fun. There's so much to All do All David Tennant to see if he's available to play this role. Our, okay, so who's your favorite doctor? Is David Tennant your favorite? Absolutely, it's David Tennant, but I also love me some Jodie Whittaker. Okay, I mean, so I'm not, I stopped after Matt Smith, but... Mm -hmm. I did love I love I loved a lot of the stories told under Matt Smith and I think he did it very very well but there is a charm about David Tennant that Dr. I Donna. just I just love it but I mean uh, okay so then who's your favorite Doctor Who companion? It's 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 got to be Donna Noble. I okay yes absolutely I think Rose was one Rose I think was being, great. Rose, Rose being my first like everybody's like a, a lot of people's first introduction mm -hmm. into that very iconic role um very heart-wrenching story terrifying beautiful terrifying beautiful. but i um, love that this is where you're getting the inspiration and i'm very excited to see doctor where it goes i'm here for it anytime yeah. i can impose doctor who in the world i'm here for it hell yeah love it oh my yeah. god thank you for doing this this is so yeah. fun all right well where can we find you on social media Venmo, any projects you want to plug i am on instagram in threads at I'll keep pushing it. I'm not going. Isn't anywhere it crazy that a week ago we didn't even talk about threads, and now we're here talking about threads? I, 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 I'm pretty sure I mentioned it, but because I, I was, uh, I was there. I was there, honey. Uh, anyways, Aja on Instagram and threads is where I'm active mostly, and then um, I think I'm just at Aja on on Venmo. If you want to throw some cash my way, amazing. Well, <laughs> this was fun, and we're gonna do it again because we got. Two more episodes to go. Two more episodes. Halfway done. I love it.